This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time now for Green Thumbs in Canterbury, out and about with the Canterbury Horticultural Society. from Canterbury Horticultural Society out and about in Christchurch. And what's happened to summer, Lorraine? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what has happened to summer? I know. It looked pretty good there for a start, didn't it? It sure did, yes. Those well, I, hot days in December. Yeah, and, mm. yeah, and the mm. January. And January. It was lovely, yep. wasn't it? Yeah. I had a wee look at the figures of what's been happening because I thought we all know it's been funny. Yeah. But I thought I'd have a look and just see. Now, in January... We had 295 hours of sunshine against an average of 230. So we were oh. well above yep. in sunshine. And we probably expected to hear that. And it was lovely, wasn't it? Uh, just gorgeous. Mm. And we had 36 millimetres of rain against an average of 42. So we also, you mm. know, and most of that fell in the last couple of days in January. Mm-hmm. But now, February. <laughs> Hasn't <laughs> February been a different story? Oh, sure has. To date, and that's the end of last week, Right. Um, we've only had a quarter of our normal sunshine oh. to date. And we've had 71 millimetres of rain, which is five times the average for the, those same days. Jesus. So people who are miserable and <laughs> wondering what's happening, yeah. it's, it's the weather has... Um, the climate has changed for a bit this year for it us. It has. It's no wonder the plants are not knowing what to do, are they? Well, no, because mm. when you have mm. a look, the nighttime mm. temperatures have mm. been above average, mm. so it's been warmer at night. Mm. But the daytime temperatures have all been below average, Dear. so the plants must be wondering what on earth. <laughs> and, of course, there's been no sunshine. That's right. So you know. it's no wonder they're not growing so well now. That's right, and yeah. no wonder also the, the fruit isn't ripe now. Well, that's true, yeah. Oh, I was wondering about my tomatoes, why I've had the odd one, but not mm, many. I know, mm. by this time, mm. normally, mm. That all those little tomatoes on the little cherry tomatoes would all mm. be bursting with flavour right. and bright, bright red. Right. Not no. a one. And the ones that ripe and burst. Oh, OK. Because of the extra all oh, that too much water. water. Mm. Right. So anyway, so all the poor <sighs> listeners who've been looking at the garden <laughs> and thinking, how dejected it looks. Yep. It's really because we just haven't had the sunshine for the poor plants. Right. Yeah. Yep. And what I'm thinking about that was something I thought of driving along. I had a look at one of my plants in a pot, mm. and it was just swimming with water. Oh. And I'd put it out, especially mm. so it could drain. Yeah. But it had just got so full of water, it wouldn't drain away. So we had to poke things up inside the, the holes at the bottom oh, okay. to loosen up the soil. Right. Because it was just swimming. Yeah, and they'll rot then too, won't oh, they? Everything this... rots. The yes. roots will rot yes. and everything. Yeah. So yeah. there's just something to be aware of. Mm. And go around and have a look in your garden mm. at all of your pots mm. and just check that they're draining properly and check that they're not sitting in sources of water. Mm. Because, mm. you know... Just they just don't like to be drowned no, by, from the no, roots. That's right. And yeah. So you lose, you know, you lose a lot of plants. Yeah. Um, and it's just something you, it just hit, it just struck me when I saw oh. this poor plant really struggling, and I looked at it here. Anyway, yes. so that's a good idea to look at your plants and pots, and that's right, and just, just see they're not mm. too um, soaked. 
absolutely yeah. and let yes. them drain. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm still eating my new potatoes. Because, Are you? Well, oh, I planted right. them late, remember? Yes. As an experiment because I knew we were going to be away. Yeah. Um, and they've been pretty jolly good, actually. Good. Mm. Good. The good. rocket were better than the Jersey Bennies. Oh, okay. But that might have been because of the time I planted them and things like that. Right, right. So, so how about your self-planted ones? Oh, <laughs> well, we had a good, we had, you know, about three or four weeks in there and with with the new potatoes, which was lovely. Had them at Christmas and that was lovely. Um, my courgettes are really, I've got two plants in. Ah, oh, I don't think I'll do that next year. I've got far too many courgettes. I'm giving them away to everybody, but that's okay. I don't mind that. No, but well, that's right, and they're so prolific. But yes. some the t- today they're courgettes, tomorrow they're narrows, aren't <laughs> exactly. they? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. If I miss a couple of days, they get too big. That's right. Yeah. And there's things yeah. you can do with them. There is. But yeah, it's quite laborious to hollow them out and stuff them with oh, rinse okay. and things and steam them. It's quite a lot of hard work. Right. So you're better off if you can catch them when they're, they're smaller. smaller. Exactly. Yeah, better. Exactly, yeah. yes. And yeah. Um, yeah. did you plant beans? No, I don't plant beans. Oh, don't you? I'm, like... I'm not a bean person. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bean person. Unfortunately, my neighbour, who's a new person to gardening, has yes. never gardened in her life before, mm. brought me over a great big bowl of lovely green beans. Oh, okay. And But mine are just flowering because I put mine in very, very late. I just put dwarf ones in. Right. And I put the dw- a dwarf variety of yellow in, yellow beans, and they're sort of semi-climbers, but they've got the prettiest pink, purpley flowers. Oh. So they're quite nice to see that. Right. So, right. Um, oh, wow. Right. And tomatoes, I said, is bursting and they're not ripening. No. I'm going to have to buy some, even though the plants are laden with green ones. Yes, mine are too. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Well, we've had a good chat this month to um, Vicky Stephen from mm. the Friends of the Christchurch Botanic Gardens. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a little listen to our chat with her. And the wonderful things, those guides and the, and the volunteers at the Friends um, the, the amount of work they do for the gardens and for Christchurch in general is fantastic. It sure is. And it was really interesting listening to her. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure the, the people will enjoy it too. Today I'm talking to Vicky Stephen from the Friends of the Botanic Gardens. Now, Vicky, I've seen you around here for quite a while. How long have you been here for? I've been with the Friends of the Botanic Gardens for at least five or six years um, since I came back to Christchurch and um, I've done a number of different roles within the Friends uh, including gardening and guiding but the job I do most regularly and the job that gives me the most pleasure is running the plant stall uh, where we sell plants to the public. And that is one of the most popular places in the gardens. From our offices here at the Horticultural Society, we look over there and we see people there all the time. I don't think you can get plants um, as cheaply anywhere else in Christchurch. Um, We try to sell plants that are of good quality, Um, maybe plants you can't buy from the garden centres, plants that are of heritage value. Um, We try to grow a variety of native plants because most people like to experiment with natives these days. 
Yes, and I know that um, I've bought them over the years and they're such good quality. They they seem to, because I guess they've grown up, um, they've been bred in Christchurch, they, they're used to our conditions here, aren't they? So as the provenance of the plants, is it solely the Botanic Gardens? Most of our plants have a connection with the Botanic Gardens. Uh, a lot of the heritage perennials come from the wonderful Heritage Rose Garden over by the hospital. Um, many of the herbs come from the Curator's House Garden and a lot of the natives are cutting grown from the native section. But sometimes we need to grow or sell plants that are a little bit more unusual or maybe perhaps that are new cultivars and we do buy in some plants um, as what's called growing on lines. That's little baby plants that we pot up and grow for about six months in our nursery here in the Botanic Gardens. And that's a really important point you made. Plants that are brought in from the North Island, um, sold in a lot of the nurseries in Christchurch, may not be acclimatised. And our plants are grown outdoors in the Botanic Gardens and they really do well in Christchurch and of course in the surrounding districts. Do you have a special team that goes around collecting seeds and things in the season or do you rely on the gardeners doing that? No, the gardeners don't really have anything to do with us um, except of course we ask their permission sometimes to take seeds um, and very occasionally they will bring us um, some seeds. Mostly we rely on our memory and the records that we've kept over the years Today, for example, um, four of us ventured into the gardens and we collected over a hundred hydrangea cuttings. And these will be the plants that we sell next summer um, to all our lovely customers. Um, the cuttings are the easiest. We have a heated glass house, we have bottom heat, and this ensures um, that the cuttings are growing in the best possible conditions under mist. Cuttings mean that they'll grow true to colour and to the genetics of the plant that we're selling. Um, however, a lot of plants, particularly some of the perennials, um, are very easily grown from seed and occasionally we'll even buy in seed, but often we collect it ourselves from the gardens. That, that hydrangea border, when it's in full flower, is glorious, isn't it? Mind you, so is the perennial border. I mean, I lust after so many of those beautiful plants here, but my little wee garden would be swamped in no time at all. It's, it's, a, real, it's a real treat to go there in the height of summer. Tell me about the actual propagating shed or propagating house. Right, well, funnily enough that you say house, we do actually do most of our propagating outside because uh, we like working in the fresh air uh, under a shade sail. Um, so as I mentioned, we have a heated glass house, a very, very small, it's no bigger than your backyard glass house, but it does have these heating pads and a mist system. So when we take the cuttings, um, we put them in a mixture of peat and perlite, and then we give them a good watering and we transfer them to the glass house. Um, a lot of the perennials are propagated by division, and um, they don't need such exotic conditions. They will just simply be 
potted up and, uh, and placed under irrigation on our outside benches. So we actually spend most of our time outdoors, which we enjoy. There's about 20 of us. We have three different groups that work on three different days. There's always a waiting list to join us um, because it's a very convivial, friendly place to work and everybody likes talking about their gardens. It's certainly the most popular thing at the moment, isn't it? Um, if you didn't have a garden, I think we'd all go mad probably, wouldn't we? So um, do you have to have any special um, knowledge to work in the propagation area? We prefer people with knowledge. We do occasionally get requests from people who want to learn, but we are a busy um, propagating unit and... Um, we, yes, we do like people. We, we've got people with amazing knowledge who've retired from uh, working out at Lincoln and working in um, commercial nurseries, or it's just a skill that people have picked up from their home gardens. A knowledge of Latin is also very helpful because, of course, all our plants um, are correctly labelled, and I spend many hours at night with one eye on the TV and the other eye on my plant labels, which are laboriously handwritten. Well, I must admit, they're full of good information, those labels. I mean, they tell you if they need sun or shade or and things like that. So that's really quite informative. So that's fantastic. Tell me, what are some of the most popular plants? The perennials are always popular. Um, herbs are going through a renaissance. We've had various um, apple mints and um, different variegated uh, herbs. Um, there's always somebody looking for, for those sort of plants. Um, as I said, mentioned before, hydrangeas are one of our biggest sellers because they produce such lovely, luscious, large plants in just a year uh, from the cutting. Um, I think hebes are steady sellers because they, they fill in gaps and a lot of people that come to us have new gardens and they're looking for quick growing fillers for that garden. Um, you mentioned the people with small gardens. My favourite saying to people who come along and say, I haven't got any more room, I say there's always room for another plant in your garden. <laughs> My husband has cringes when I come home with another plant. He says, where are we putting that? <laughs> Never mind. I guess we'll, we, we, we always do find another little space. Anyway, I always think um, uh, things in the garden do die off. So, you know, you need a replacement. Sometimes plants, I'm, I'm finding some of the hebes sort of die back. And sometimes you, you actually need to be brutal. They get a bit scruffy. You haven't pruned them quite hard enough when they were young and sometimes you need to be brutal and pull them out and put in a new one and with, you know with our five dollar and seven dollar plants most people can afford um, a new plant and and start again we're selling at the moment about 200 plants a week and uh, it keeps us very busy um, just restocking the stall when I started doing that about five years ago, I think we restocked the stall twice a week and now we're doing it daily just because the plants sell so quickly. Yes, I think people appreciate something that they know is very local and because people come through the gardens all the time and 
it seems to be this very place that people stop and, and have a little browse round, don't they? Yeah. So, um, it, anything else that you'd like to um, tell us about about the plant stall? I mean, what happens? Um, you obviously make a little bit of money out of it. What happens to things like that? Yes, the main purpose of the Friends of the Botanic Gardens is to support the work of the gardeners, the work of the Botanic Gardens, which includes scientific work. And the City Council, as all ratepayers know, is always short of money. The money that we raise from the plant stall um, can be used in times, years past. Um, we might send a gardener to a conference in Australia. Um, we might pay for the director to go to a conference. Um, this year, this summer, this immediate month past, we paid for three young trainee gardeners to go to a Canterbury University summer school up at Cass to learn more about New Zealand alpine plants. Um, we've sponsored a gardener, a curator, um, the curator of the native section, to go to the subantarctic islands mm -hmm. and um, collect plant material and bring it back to the gardens. Yes, we went to his talk. Oh, mm. it was so fascinating. He's such an enthusiast, isn't he? Mm. Yes, so, so the money is... Uh, we're all volunteers, the, the propagators, um, and the money goes to the gardens via the Friends, which is a registered charity. So it's all going to a good cause. Um, some people might have visited the meteorological... Uh, the magnetic observatory that's recently reopened, and uh, we donated a substantial amount of money towards that refurbishment. So it's all money going to a good cause. Yes, well, we, we put some money towards that as well because it's such a worthwhile thing in the gardens, isn't it? It's something that we, as Canterbury, can be quite proud of, having that observatory there. Well, Vicky, that was really interesting talking to you. You do such a huge, not only you, the whole group of you do such a huge job in the gardens here. So, you know, it's been lovely just hearing a few little stories. So... Um, do you need more volunteers? As I said, we usually have a waiting list for propagators. The gardens themselves can always do with more volunteers, and we do have a team um, of really hard-working people who assist the, the section curators um, with the gardening. As we get older, some of us find that the physical gardening is a little bit too hard, and so we retreat to the propagating <laughs> I guess um, after having a bit of a, an apprenticeship in the gardens anyway, you, you, you take that knowledge with you to the propagating house, don't you? So young people always look forward to get out in the garden. I see young ones helping the, the, the gardeners occasionally with some of the, the weeding and the deadheading. That's right. Often there are big jobs, um, for example, coming up soon will be pruning the hydrangeas. Um, but pruning um, and deadheading the dahlias, these sorts of things, um, the gardeners do welcome um, regular support from volunteers. So if anybody wants to volunteer, how do they go about it? Um, probably the easiest way is to look for the Friends of the Christchurch Botanic Gardens website and you'll find information there on who to get in contact with. Well, thank you very much, Vicky. That was very interesting. Mm, and we can wish you very well. We really, really enjoy that plant stand. <laughs> Thanks, Ray.
isn't it lovely, Vicky? They do such great work. Oh, they do. They certainly do. do. Wonderful. And and the you know the people at the gardens are really buying them, aren't they? Oh, it just shows they're really getting into their gardens. They are. That's mm. right. And mm. of course, it's, aren't you glad you got a garden at this time? Oh, for you sure. Know, if nothing yeah. else, I mean, sure, it doesn't look happy, <laughs> but you can get out and oh, the yes. fresh air. Yes, mm. and also I'll just have to say I'm um, I'm doing um, catamonic caterpillars and you know little little. Um, Chrysalis and so wait, you do the wait, monarch butterflies, eh? Yeah. I am, and waiting. I can't wait till some of them actually come out and fly away. Yeah, and we need the sunshine for that. Well, we do. Mm. Yes, I, yeah. I check them two or three times a day, but they they're not moving. No, not no. really. No. So I'm hoping we're going to get more sun. Yeah, well, yeah. fingers crossed yeah. for anyway, that. Yeah, um, my lilies were. Wonderful this year. Oh, okay. You don't grow lilies, do you? No, I haven't, no. I mean, I'm not a lily grower, but I love them. And they seem to be one of those sort of bulbs that you put in the garden and you just forget about. And they seem to be very happy. Yeah. Every year they just pop up and give me this spectacular display. Right. The last of them now, I've got big white Casablanca lilies. They're all in flower. And, Uh, And do they have a scent? Do they have? Yes, they're quite heavily scented. Right. Um, Because. As my husband said, oh, looking out and seeing their heads hanging down is a bit sad when they, you know, with the rain. Oh, with the rain. Yeah, yeah. But never mind. Yeah. Um, I've noticed the rose have got lots of black spot, but that's can't do anything about that. That's the rain. The rain. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. just something they just have to treat. Yeah. Um, and because we're not only getting rain, we're getting wind. Mm. You know, are mm. you finally going to have to stake everything? Oh, I have. I yeah. have staked a lot of things, especially my dahlias. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. I've staked those. Yeah. Yeah, and all the pennies had to be staked. And I think, um, you know, people have delphiniums and those sort of... Oh, yeah. yeah mm. It's just the mm. wind is just knocking everything. It, it, it does, doesn't yeah, it? It yeah, does. It does, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The humid conditions, and I know they've been complaining in the North Island about the high humidity up there, because we're not used to humid weather really in New Zealand. And no, not in Christchurch, are we? Not down here. No. Although they get a bit up in the North mm. Island, don't but they? But I think it's because it's so general over oh, the okay. whole, whole of the North Island. Yeah. And people even here have been complaining to me about saying, oh, how humid it is. Right. Um, and that's true for us because normally we have such a dry climate here. It's lovely, we, mm. you know. Mm. But apparently, according, I was listening to a, a Niwa scientist, and he said because the sea is running about one and a half to two degrees warmer than normal. Ah. So, of course, we're getting all this warm, damp air. Right. And, of course, it's all meeting the, this cold air we're getting from down south. So right. it's sort of condensing out over the North Island, and uh-huh. they're apparently really suffering, uh-huh. you know. Okay, with yeah. the humidity. Yeah, and, humidity. And and does that mean there's more, because there seems to be more bugs uh, and more insects and things? Well, Don't actually, fungal, the fungal ones, oh, okay. you know, and those sort of ones, of course, as soon as it gets humid, you get downy mildew and you get all the fungal diseases, so you, mm. you have to creep really on top of those. Right. But the really good thing about the rain is it does wash out a lot of the insects, especially oh. the nasty ones like whitefly and all that. They can't survive in wet conditions. Okay. And when the rain is falling quite hard, mm. of course it washes through the middle of the bushes and the plants, mm. and it, can, it washes them out. Oh. But thrips are still bad, so you okay. have to keep looking at those. And that and thrips are one of the ones that give that shiny silver on the top of the leaf. Okay. If you see your leaves, quite a lot. Verbena is one of the ones I notice. Verbena has um, quite often gets a silver sheen on its leaves. Oh, okay. If you look underneath the leaf, you've mm. got all this black sooty mould, oh. and that's what the thrips. 
okay. um, excrete, and that's what the white fly like to come and feed on. Oh. So, so thrips are really horrible. In fact, our neighbours have got a tree that overhangs my clothesline. Right. And certain times of the year, I can't hang hang on the clothes oh. because they excrete oh. this horrible red juice. Oh, okay. And if it's you know, on your washing, you washing. don't want that. No. 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 So, um, so if you've no. got thrips, if that's oh. happening, if your leaves are silvering, yeah, you've got thrips. Oh, I have to have a check. Look underneath the leaves, mm. and I think you have to spray with something like conker oil, or we decided to try and use something natural. We use soapy water with a tablespoonful of oil, um, vegetable oil, okay, so about a litre of mm. soapy water, and use that, and that was quite successful too. Oh, okay, well that's good to know, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. the oil covers the. The plant, the, the, well, the, it covers the, the, the insect. Oh, the insect. And so the insect can't breathe, right. so it suffocates. And that's basically what it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, so mm. that's quite interesting. Mm. Well, there's quite mm. interesting things going on at the Horticulture Society, even though we can't have meetings and, mm. and the rest of it. You were doing the photography course. I did do the photography cl- uh, class last week, yes. Yeah, yes. and that's, that's basically for taking horticultural, I mean, for, for flowers, flowers, basically, flower pa- yeah. yeah, and close up because I I do love doing macro, so close up photography, so yeah. that was helpful. Oh, yeah. great! So that was really good. So was that just a one time off? Just a one off, yeah, oh, two okay. hours. Um, two hours. They're going to have some other ones coming up, but I'm not sure what on yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. nice. And it's also we've got um, Freya Flora coming to do a, a six week floral mm. course, a very intensive floral course. Mm-hmm. Um, we. And um, where she provides everything, you just come along and you get your flowers provided every week. And there's a certain number of vases that she provides, and, oh, okay. and the right clippers and things. Right. And she teaches you how to arrange your flowers nicely and how to write, you know, write, um, do nice bouquets out of your right. garden too. Um, wow, so it'd almost be quite good to start if you're mm. wanting to start a business, even. Well, that's well, right. Or else well. you really, yeah, that's right. If you want to run something nice from home, yes. Yeah. So oh. she's on. Mm. There's another organics course coming up, um, going through the organics school out at um, Lincoln. But that having that in the kiosk, right? Um, and of course, Dave Adams is going to plant his um, very famous um, pot of bulbs, mm. so that mm. he layers them up from the ones that um, start early. And then the next, the ones that come next, and then the ones that come next, you know, mm. so that you have the, the very early plants um, coming out in about August. Right. And your pot of of bulbs lasts until the end of October by the time they have go right ah, through. So mm. they it progressively, you know, each one. Right, yeah. 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 And yeah. and that's in April, I think, isn't Yes, it? I think so. Yes, that's yes. about the right time. Yeah, yeah. That. So yeah. that would that would be good too. Yeah, yeah. so if anybody's yeah. interested, just have a yeah. look at the, the website. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if anybody needs any questions answered, yeah. they can um, send an email into info at plainsfm.org.nz or give the office a call on 365-7997. And that's us for the month again, yes. Lorraine. We'll be back here next month, hopefully <laughs> with some good news about the sun. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>